Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. sinus infection I'm battling, but the good news is my nose is not stopped up and I can breathe freely, but my voice is jacked up. <laughs> um, how you doing today, Brother Joseph? I'm hanging in there, brother. Well, we'll pray for each other. Let's open up. And Amen. Pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this opportunity to do the program. I thank you for Brother Joseph, who is going to bring the word. Lord, we need healing for our bodies. We're asking God right now that you would loose your ministering spirits. Touch Brother Joseph. Strengthen him as he brings the word tonight. Touch my voice. We lift up Brother Mel Novak in the hospital, God, who had broke his uh, femur. We ask that you would have speedy healing for him. We lift up anybody tonight who needs healing for their body. My brother Damon, who picked up the flu this week, too. We cover us all in the blood of Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity. Bless all that come out. In Jesus' name. Brother Joseph, welcome back. Over to you, my friend. Thank you, Shannon. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, Shannon. We pray that you heal his sinuses, Lord. Heal that infection. We curse that infection in Jesus' name. We command it to die and dry up in his uh, head, Lord. We pray that uh, you strengthen his voice. Lord, he needs his voice for uh, communication, Lord. So I pray that you strengthen his voice, his vocal cords, his voice box, Lord, his lungs. And, Lord, I pray that you anoint them. Give him a triple anointing, Lord, to be on the air, Father God. And I pray for him and his family that you bless them, Lord, bless them mightily in Jesus' name. And this uh, this outreach, Omega Man to the world, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you pour out your spirit today, Lord, that you draw people to listen now as we're on the air, Father, and we pray that uh, you quicken them with life because uh, people without Jesus don't have uh, spiritual life, and that's why we're here today to impart unto them spiritual life. They must have spiritual life to enter into the kingdom of God. And so uh, I pray as we talk about the plan of God today that many orphans are touched, many uh, widows are touched. And, Lord, we ask that you assign your people, your missionaries, as they go out all over the world to uh, minister to them and also other needs today that are uh, in places of the world that people are really uh, 
suffering and uh, suffering for their uh, life for Christianity, Lord. And so I pray that you pour out your spirit upon them today and uh, continue to touch them as they listen, as they listen to the word of God today that they have a plan. And uh, in Jesus' name, I ask for the anointing now on on all the people that are listening upon their hearts and upon me as I bring forth the word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question, everybody that's listening now. Do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? Well, many people have their plans, but they're not God's plan. God has a plan. It's called the plan of salvation. And you must have this plan in your life. You cannot do without it. You must have it. You must, uh, like some people say, now you must put this in your wallet for identification. If anything should happen to you, that people can see what this uh, means in your wallet. So many people put things in there like they're diabetic or or they uh, have some kind of a disease if they get in an accident and they have their history, uh, what kind of blood they have and, and their name, address, and all these things. That if anything should happen, they just look in the wallet and they know who they are and they know who to call to alert uh, people about them so that they're taken care of. Well, we're on the air today because we want you to be taken care of. And um, I want to be taken care of. My wife, I want her to be taken care of. And all my relatives and friends and people I know, I want them to be taken care of. So I asked you a question, all you people out there that are listening. uh, Do you have a plan? So I'm sure you got some plans. They're your plans that uh, maybe some are listening and saying, well, I'm taking a vacation in August and two weeks, and I'm going to go over here, and then I'm going back to work. Those are plans that families make all year. They look forward to doing that, and they work hard, and then they go someplace for Two weeks vacation, then they come back home uh, for the next year. They look forward to that. They save up. They pack the car, and they go. Or they travel by jet or train or some other way, bus. So that's what I'm talking about today, and I'd like to start off uh, this subject today in James chapter 5. Uh, excuse me, James chapter 4, verse 13. James chapter 4, 13, it says, Go to now, you that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. In other words, you don't know what's going to happen to your life tomorrow. And already you make plans uh, for these long-range things that most people do. And it's in their own sense, in their own common sense. It's in their own minds. It's in their own will. They make their own destiny about what they're going to do in life. Some people say, well, I've uh, reached 65 now, and I'm going to go spend uh, my retirement in this place. And this is the kind of uh, plans that I'm talking about today. The point is here that these plans uh, are made without God. Without God. They're made by human intelligence. And uh, it says, for what is your life? Now, I ask you today, what is your life? That's the title of this message today. What is your life? Uh, Years ago, they no longer show the program, but here in the United States, 
uh, on TV, they showed a program. It was called This Is Your Life. And they would have the person come on, and then his wife would come on, and his children would come on. And it was talking about his life and about what he did in life and how his life changed through the years. And then he was uh, he was up in years, and it was towards the end of uh, his life. And they asked him to come on this program, and they made like an album book with pictures of showing him uh, different pictures of his life. And so... Um, you're at a place today in life, uh, some of you might be young, or middle-aged, or, or elderly, and, uh, and, um, you make plans, and, uh, it says, for what is your life? What is your life? And then it goes on to explain that. It is even a vapor that appear it for a little time and then vanish it away. In other words, life goes so fast. It's like a vapor of smoke. Now, I'm going on uh, 76 this month, and um, I don't know where my life went after, uh, after I moved uh, down here to Florida uh, 15 years ago, uh, that 15 years just escaped me. Even though a lot has happened and I went through a lot of things, uh, it just went so fast. And here I find myself going on 76. And, uh, you know, I have a plan. And I guess you could say it's in the bank. Uh, and it's in my heart. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about something that is uh, of much more value than money. And uh, it's my soul. And um, you have a soul. And that's the most important thing that you have. This is the most important subject that you need to hear today. And you might have things happening in your life today. And all of a sudden, uh, you have to stop and listen to this message. And it could change your plans. Because this is eternity I'm talking about, just not here. Because your life is going to go so fast that it's like a vapor of smoke. That's how fast life goes. And it vanishes away. For what you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. In other words, we should have God in our life. And if it's his will, we'll go and move over here or we'll take the business here or we'll go to vacation over here. We always want to be in God's will. And that's what Christians do. So you need to become a Christian, and you need to be uh, doing the will of God. So it says in verse 16, But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So it is a sin to reject the plan of God. It is a sin because it is a command from God to receive his son Jesus uh, that suffered so greatly for you on the cross and paid for your sins uh, to satisfy his father because his father wants to save you. The Word of God says that the Father says he doesn't want one person to perish. Not one. No, not one. We go now to Ecclesiastes and we look at uh, chapter 9. We look at Ecclesiastes right now and we go to chapter 9. Chapter 9 in verse 12. For man also knoweth not his time. That's talking about when you're going to pass away. As the fishes that are taken in an evil net, 
and as the birds that are caught in a snare. So are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. So you don't know when your time is going to come. You could walk out the door today and, God forbid, get hit by a truck or or uh, a car, a bus, or uh, somebody shoot and hit you with a bullet. You don't know. You don't know. Many people don't want to fly, but most most uh, deaths happen down here, right on the earth. And uh, close around your home, they say. And so you don't know when time your time is coming. Many people have gotten up, uh, showered, shaved, uh, used a hairdryer, women put on their makeup, and they go out for the day. And they never, uh, they never expected to pass away. They expected to come home because they don't know what is ahead of them. Only if God reveals that to them would they know such a thing. And uh, so uh, we don't have that. Uh, only if God reveals that to us, and some of us, God will, tell us to get our house in order, and then uh, we know that we don't have too much time here. So uh, Ecclesiastes 9.12, that's a scripture that you can use, and you can also look at Ecclesiastes 3 as we talk about death. You don't hear this a lot in churches. People don't talk about this in churches. Uh, you don't hear about death and what's going to happen thereafter. But Ecclesiastes 3 verse 2 says, A time to be born? You've already been born, all you that are listening. And because you've been born, there's a time to die. So you're going to die. And uh, when you die, you're going to go out into another dimension that you cannot see right now, like I always say, only if God would reveal those things to you. But you can't see it, but there's another dimension that's out there, and your soul is going to go to one of those dimensions. There's only two places that you can go when you leave this earth. If you die in your sins, then you're going to go separated from God for all eternity, and you're going to pay for your sins in a place called hell. And you will never get out of hell, and you will uh, be tormented for all eternity. Every second you will be tormented is the most terrible place that anybody could ever go to or even imagine uh, in their own understanding how bad this place is called hell. And that's the people's choice that went there. Uh, God does not, not want to lose one of his people. He made all people. Psalm 139 talks about that. And you were made by God, and God wants you to hear the gospel. God wants you to receive his son Jesus and be part of the salvation plan. God doesn't want you to reject the salvation plan. And that's what we're talking about today. Do you have a plan? Do you have this plan? Are you ready? Are you ready uh, for a better word? Are you ready? Because your life is like a vapor of smoke, and it could be here today and gone tomorrow. That's how fast this happens. So we go to Luke chapter 12. Let's go to the gospel of Luke, the good news. We're talking about good news today, and the gospel is good news. The gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke uh, chapter 12, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and uh, we're going to have, we're not going to go to John right now. We're going to Luke chapter 12, and we're studying these uh, words today. 
uh, the scriptures in the Bible. And we look at verse 13, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. And this is the parable of the rich fool. Now, you have, surprisingly, there are a lot of people that are rich all over the world. And uh, they got their money invested. And uh, New York City in the uh, Manhattan is built upon a rock, and there's millions and billions of dollars invested in New York City in banks and uh, people uh, have their bank accounts and people have their boxes there where they go in with a key and they put their valuables there. There's millions of dollars of jewelry that people put in there and and uh, many things that are worth a lot of money uh, are in that island. And people call them uh, treasures. Uh, These are my treasures. Well, I tell you what, you better have Jesus Christ as your treasure. He is your treasure. He wants to be your treasure. I'm talking to those that don't know Jesus. He wants to be your treasure. There is nobody like him, and everything in life is in him. It's all in him. He gave life. And he always was, and he always will be. And he's been here all the time through all creation. He created creation. And he's been here all the time through all history. And even when he came here, he was here with us. He became a man, and he told us the truth. And then he said he's coming back, and he will come back. And he will come for his people. And we want you to become one of his people. That's the most important thing. So we look at Luke chapter 12, verse 13. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother, that he divide the inheritance with me. He said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. So you can have things in life, but that's not what your life is really all about. That speaks to to your life. It speaks of what you've done in life. It speaks of what you have in life. But don't be greedy and don't be covetous. Don't have the sin of covetous that you're never satisfied. We should all be thankful as Christians for what God has given us. And by his grace, he's given us. And if he blesses us more, uh, we'll be able to handle it by his grace. He will give us the grace to do it. And uh, some people, it says in the Bible, Christians that are rich, it says that God can trust them with a lot of money, and God can call them to write out a check and to uh, help orphans or help widows or help ministries, and God can trust them uh, with that kind of money. Some of them have millions and uh, even billions of dollars, but God can call on them. That is their ministry uh, to support, write out a check, and that's the end of it. And uh, they don't have a problem. They don't have a problem with that. And uh, so uh, you wonder how all these things happen all the time. Well, God's got people that he can trust uh, to take care of big things. And uh, and so it puts a, a foundation for those people in heaven and to good works that they have done uh, what God had given them, and they didn't hoard it. They gave it. They gave it, which we all should be as Christians. We should be cheerful givers, and to give with cheer and joy. And uh, so we see here that uh, Jesus uh, was telling him that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Abundance. Look at the word abundance. So that's uh, a lot of people are looking 
for abundance. Uh, you know, the more you have, the more you have to take care of. And the more you have to take care of, the more people you have to work with you to take care of it. And that's the way it is with big business and all that. It's a big deal. But if God calls you to it, then uh, God gives gifts and talents to men and women, and God will enable you by his grace and the talent that he gives you to do these great things. But, but people are not to be covetous, and they are not to be greedy, and they are to use whatever they have in life and all take care of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is what we take care of, and God will take care of us. He spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Now, this guy really made it big. I mean, he hit the big top. He was very uh, blessed. He was very successful with what he had. He talks about fruit, and I have no place to put it. In other words, all the bonds that he had and the buildings he had were full. And what do I do now? I have so much, uh, I don't know how to take care of it. So then he's talking to himself, and it says... He said, this will I do. He made a decision. I will pull down my bonds and build greater. I will build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. So it was all about him. It doesn't talk about him being a giving man or having a family. It doesn't say that. It's all about him and his goods. And um, that was his plan. He thought about it. He made a decision, and, uh, I mean, he invested a lot of his money uh, for bigger buildings, which cost money. Uh, one good thing about it is that uh, people have jobs to do that. But um, he was thinking all about the fruits that he had. And I say to my soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy ease, eat, drink, and be merry. So he says to his soul, I'm not going to work anymore. I'm going to retire. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. I'm going to enjoy all my fruits, all my money that I have, millions and millions I have. My bonds are overflowing. And uh, all I got to do is sit back because my business will take care of itself and enjoy life the way he sees life. It doesn't talk about him giving glory to God, about how God blessed him, because that's what the word says. God reigns on the just and on the unjust. So God prospers all people, the good and the bad. It's what the Bible says. He's a good God. And uh, he doesn't even realize that without God, he would not have this. But he did not realize that. He did not give glory to God. He did not talk about a family. He didn't talk about his workers or his friends, about sharing and blessing and giving great thanks. And uh, so he did what he said. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry and take it easy. But something happened. You see, suddenly, suddenly things happen in life. Even in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, in Acts chapter 2, it came suddenly. What they were praying for came suddenly. He wasn't aware that this was going to happen. He didn't plan for it. He did not plan for it. He was not aware that this was going to happen. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall thy things be? which thou hast provided. You didn't even make a will. You didn't even make a will, it looks like, for anybody to receive anything that you have. 
And now you've got to stand before me and give account of your life, and you're a fool. You played the fool here on this earth. And then God will judge him. He will be one of those at the white throne judgment that will stand before God, and God will open the books and tell him his life. And then he will not have anything to say. He will be convicted. He will know that he has done wrong. The angels will take him and throw him in hell. And he will not want to go. He's going to fight, fight, fight. But that's the truth. God is going to clean up this planet. So, but God said unto him, thou fool. Wow. Requirement required of thee. See, responsibility. God made us responsible people. And we will all give account to God every one of us, for our life here on the earth. So he that layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. That's the end of it. He wasn't rich towards God. He was rich towards himself. You know, he had all those treasures in those bonds, but they couldn't do him any good because he, he died. He passed away. He couldn't take it with him. It was sitting out there, out in the land, full of fruits, but he was gone. All that work, really, for not, nothing, because he never got involved with anybody, it looks like, in the scriptures. And he was not prepared to die. He did not have the plan. He did not have the salvation plan. So he was lost. He was lost. He was lost for eternity. And that's where he went for all eternity. Because God suddenly intervened in his life. And that can happen anywhere at any time. Uh, people pass away in a car accident anytime. It could happen. The elevator doesn't go up all the way, but something happens. Uh, people die tragic death sometimes. And uh, they don't know that when they left the house. So you have to be ready. This is something that you have to have. We go to Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. Second Corinthians. Paul the Apostle wrote, Corinthians, God sent Paul to the Corinthian people. And uh, he wrote 2 Corinthians 6. He wrote these two books, and uh, he built that church, and there's a lot in there. And it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. Now, the Bible says, today, if you hear the word of God, do not harden your heart. That means to reject it. That means to reject it. Because your inward man, which is your soul and your spirit, that is dead. Unless you become born again, it becomes alive. It gets harder and harder to hear the word of God. It gets harder and harder for the Holy Spirit to penetrate that heart and that soul. So that's why it says, if you hear the word today, you might not hear it tomorrow or next week. You might not hear it. The Holy Spirit's talking, but you might not hear it. So these are spiritual things that people talk about in Christianity. I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I succored thee. That means help thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So, what is salvation? Salvation came in a body. And God made the body. 
the father made the body. He put the body in a woman. Her name was Mary, and she was serving God, and God gave that body a father. His name was Joseph, and they raised Jesus. Jesus was born of the Spirit. Jesus did not have a sin nature. He was perfect. He was pure, and he was holy, and God put him in Mary's womb, and he lived here on earth for 33 and a half years. He did miracles. He did signs and wonders. He preached the word. He preached sound doctrine. He made uh, the church. He made disciples, and he left the earth, and he ascended into heaven, and he told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He told them to make disciples. And uh, he said, I will build the church. The gates of hell will not prevail. And the church is growing and growing today as the gospel is being preached. And Jesus is adding to the church. And God wants you to be added to the church today. Today is your day. Today is your day. It might not be another day for you. You might lay your head on the pillow uh, tonight, and you might not have another day. You might die in your sleep. We don't know. You don't know. You don't know. So you, it's time to get right. It's time. It says here in Second Corinthians 6, it's time. Now is the time for you. I've already done it, and I could not tell you this if I didn't do it. But I have salvation in Jesus Christ. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm being saved. I'm going to be saved, and I'm going to go to heaven for all eternity. And that's what I believe with all my heart, because that's what's in God's word. If God said it, he'll do it, and he'll bring it to pass. And it's going to happen. Everything he says is going to happen. So what is salvation? Salvation is in a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. Paul the Apostle said that there's no other name under heaven whereby an individual, a man, a woman, a young person can be saved, but in the name of Jesus Christ. He is God in the flesh. He came here. And then he went to the cross, and he died for our sins. He paid the penalty for our sins on the cross when he was nailed to the cross, when he was beaten and scrooged on the cross, when they nailed him, when they put thorns on his head, when they put a spear in his side, where he carried the cross down the Via Dolorosa, the road of suffering, where he was whipped for our healing, 39 stripes, many people say, 39 major diseases, he was whipped. He was whipped. His back parts were hanging off his back, and you could literally see into his bowels. That's why he loved you. No other reason. No other reason that he went there to the cross was because he loved you and he wanted you to be saved. He didn't want you to be lost. And he said there's no other way. He proclaimed it himself. He said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that, he that believeth on me, even though he lives, will live for eternity. Even though he dies here, will live for eternity. Because when people believe on him and receive what he's done, they will have resurrection life. They will be righteous because of him and what he's done. So today, you need to make this choice. I compel you to make this choice today that your soul be saved. And that is in a person. His name is Jesus Christ. Paul the Apostle said, we put our faith in a person, and uh, he is known as the rock. He will never fail us. Never. 
And then you know that he came here for 33 and a half years. He, he taught people. He loved people. He loved children. And uh, he went to the cross. And he rose from the dead, and now he's in heaven. And now his people are here on the earth preaching the gospel to the unsaved. And uh, that's you. If you're not saved, I'm preaching to you. I don't know who you are, but I'm preaching to you. I am a voice crying in the wilderness like John the Baptist. I am a voice. I am uh, a servant. I'm a messenger that God has called me to preach today this message that you have a plan in your wallet and that you're ready to go to heaven. You're ready to go to heaven. A lot of people will have what they call uh, insurance policies. I have insurance policies. My wife has an insurance policy. Something happens to us and we pass. We get so much money. We put into it so much a month. And if you pass away, then you get that money that they say. That's insurance to take care of your needs, to bury the other person, and to pay for all your bills and to uh, give you some money and you've lost your loved one. That's called insurance. But a lot of people don't have eternal life. A lot of people don't have the plan of salvation. They've done everything else in life, and you see it on commercials, on radio and TV, but they've taken care of their insurance policies. They're all set. That's what they say. Well, we're all set, and we're ready. If anything happens, this goes to my children, and they get so much money in that. But uh, do they have eternal life? Do you have eternal life today? When you pass away, do you have eternal life? Are you going to go to heaven for all eternity? Do you have that blessed assurance that Jesus is mine? Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Do you know him today? Are you ready if something should happen? If something should happen, are you ready? Are you ready to meet Jesus? You can only meet him when you have him. So that's what salvation is. And it must be confessed. The Bible says to be confessed with the mouth and believed in the heart. That's in Romans chapter 10. As we get ready now to ask you to come, we go to the scriptures in Matthew 16, verse 25. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for the sake of the Lord Jesus shall find it. You see, your true life is hid in Jesus Christ. So once you become born again, you receive the life that Jesus has for you from all eternity past. Before the foundation of the world, Jesus made a plan for you. He made you for a purpose here on earth. And when you make the exchange of your life for his life, then you will have his life in you. And you will find your true life because you're in Christ. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You see, you can gain the whole world. You can be so rich. Uh, one man conquered the world once at his time. He died at 32 years old, and he conquered the world. You can conquer the world, but you can lose your soul. So what good is it? All that you conquered, you cannot take it with you. It's not going with you. You can take nothing with you. What's in the ground or what goes and uh, turns into ashes. All you can take is your soul. And your soul is going to live for eternity. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? 
There is no amount of money that anybody can pay today for their soul. There is nothing. There is no exchange. The exchange is made by you when you give your life to Jesus and he gives his life to you. That is the exchange. So, are you going to make a profit when you leave here? Jesus, when he was 12 years old, he said, I must be about my father's business. And he was already preaching and teaching with rabbis in the temple because he was zealous for the things of his father. He was anxious to go, but he had to wait some more time until he was 30. And then his father said, it's time to go preach the kingdom. If you don't have Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, today is your day. God is talking to you. God is knocking on your inward parts. They call it your heart. He's knocking real strong. You can hear him. You're aware of it. And today is your opportunity to receive Jesus. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to the lies of the world. They come to destroy you. But Jesus came to save you. He came to save us. That's why he's the Savior. Do you have him today as your Savior? Well, I'm going to say a prayer right now because it's time. It's now. Now is the day of salvation for you. I've already done it. If you receive Christ today, you can call me your brother. I'm already in the kingdom. I already have a family. I'm in the kingdom of God. But you can't call me your brother in Christ unless you have Christ. Now, everybody belongs to God. Yes, we all came from God, but not everybody's born again, and not everybody's in the kingdom. Yes, God made all children, but those children have to hear the good news, and they have to give their life to Jesus. That is the exchange. So today, I'm going to say a prayer, and by faith, in Romans chapter 10, it says, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, that is the bottom line of your life. I don't know what's going to happen to you from here on, but God does, and God has a plan. But the most important thing for you is that you have the plan of salvation. That is the most important thing. So how do I get the plan of salvation? You just pray with me and believe it. Just believe it by faith of what you've heard today and what you're doing. Because you're doing it with God. You're talking to God. I'm saying the prayer, but you're talking to God. I'm supposed to help you. That's the way it works. And then you follow what I say, and then you get into the kingdom. And then God's going to use you. So, you ready? Everybody ready? Come up and let's receive Jesus. Just say, Father, I come to you right now in Jesus' name, and I believe that I am a sinner. I believe that I'm lost. I believe I need to be saved. I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. I am a sinner. And I ask that you wash me of every sin by the precious blood that you shed on the cross for me. That you wash me clean. I believe that you died and I believe you rose from the dead. And I believe that you're sitting on the right hand of the Father in heaven. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And now I stand before you, Father. 
I stand before you by faith, and I believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. And I ask Jesus to come into my heart and to be my personal Lord and be my Savior. Jesus, I ask you to come in now, and I believe everything that you did for me on the cross, on the cross, on the resurrection. I confess it with my mouth, and I believe it in my heart. In Jesus' name, I'm born again. And right now, my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Right now, I have eternal life. Right now, all my sins are washed away, and I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. Right now, if you don't have a Bible, go out and get a Bible and start reading. A good place to start is the book of John and the epistles of John. Two great books to start in. And in time, pray and ask God to guide you and lead you to a full gospel church. So you can learn the word of God, that you can have a pastor, that you can have an apostle that will teach you the word of God and that you will grow up and that God has a purpose and God has a plan for you. So today, if you've said that prayer sincerely, then you belong to God. God knows your heart and uh, now you become his disciple. The angels of heaven are rejoicing because you came home to your father. You'll never forget this day. Today is the most important day of your life. We love you. I thank God for talking to you. I thank God for my wife, Joanne, that helps me in the ministry. And also... Uh, Shannon Davis that gives me this opportunity to do my ministry and uh, we love you until next time this is Pastor Joe and Joanne God bless you and have a great life in Christ my friend great word today I want to thank you for coming on we love and appreciate you and Sister Joanne and uh, we'll see you again next week God bless you Amen be healed in Jesus name I receive it. Thank Amen. you, Brother Joseph. Okay, brother. Folks, stay tuned. We're going to save this. Be right back.